This is the Sexual Alchemy Podcast for men who want to discover and embrace profound confidence, intimacy, pleasure, and connection. I'm Rebecca Lowry, and I invite you to explore who you really are as a confident, sexual, and sensual man. Whether you're dealing with specific sexual issues or you just know there's more to it than you've experienced so far, this is a safe space for you to learn, grow, and expand your erotic potential and possibilities. Hello, and welcome to the Sexual Alchemy Podcast. Today, I want to talk about shame. Shame is pervasive in our world, wherever you grew up, whatever background you come from, whether your family was super loving or not. Shame is something that we learn. I don't think that we come in with it naturally. And it has the potential to pervade and shut down almost every area of our life. So shame is when we feel not good enough or like we've done something wrong or like actually when we feel we are wrong. That's more like what it is. It's when we feel we are wrong. And people can have shame about anything. People might have shame about things that you don't have shame about or vice versa. I think it's something that we start picking up very early in life. For example, you know, when a parent goes to change their baby's nappy and they open it and it smells, they make a face. And what is, you know, and I'm sure I did that myself, (laughs) but what does that teach that child? You know, it's subtle things like that that can go in. It's not always big, obvious things like teasing or bullying or you know, rude things being said, it can be and often is very uh, subtle cues and hints and things that happen that teach us shame. And so think about what do you feel shame about? Do you feel shame or do you know people who feel shame about their bodies? Or do you feel shame about particular parts of your body? Do you feel shame about things you have or haven't done or you have or haven't said? You know, that's because you've been taught that there's a right way to do things or a right way to be or a right way. And if we don't live up to it or or get it right, then we feel embarrassed or not enough. And, you know, I think shame is killing off people's joy. It's killing off people's adventurousness, killing off people's courage, killing off people's willingness to stand up and be seen and take a risk. And you may be aware that there's so much shame around sex and sexuality and pleasure and bodies and how we express ourselves and, you know, anything to do with that area. You know, I often say there is this likeness between sex and money. So people feel ashamed if they have a lot of sex or a lot of money, and they feel ashamed if they don't have a lot of sex or don't have a lot of money. It's like we can't win either way. And so, you know, shame is often stored in the body. That's the other thing. So when I'm working with men, whatever we're working on, whether it's a lack of confidence, whether it's a lack of experience, whether it's wanting to get and maintain better erections, last longer in bed, or just, you know, learn how to express who they really are as a sexual being, shame always comes up somewhere. You know, whether it's shame about the thing that they're learning or the shame around the thing that is or isn't working for them, 
I will almost always find some shame in their body that needs to be released and let go of. And how does it show up in our body? It can show up in really obvious ways like aches and pains or stuckness or, you know, a tenderness there. It can show up, if, you know, if you're using your hands on your body, it might show up as um, what feels like a, a nut or a hard place, or just intuitively you might feel like, mm, this place, and it needs to let something go, and you can gently massage it or rub it or tap it or, you know, ask it what it needs and have the intention for it to let go of shame and anything else that doesn't serve you. <laughs> I'm going to give an example about shame. It's a very personal example. I don't know that I've shared this story anywhere before, but um, for me, it, it's kind of funny and it really illustrates shame. So many years ago, uh, I was exploring different kinds of sexual expression and there was a chap who said that he wanted to dominate me and wanted me to be submissive. And I had explored that quite a lot. I knew the area of that quite well. I, I don't identify as submissive or dominant. I like to play in both. So I guess that would mean I'm a switch. And I thought, okay, well, let's see, you know, what have you got? What are you interested? What is, because if you don't know, so let me give a little context to this. If you're exploring power play, which is the big name for dominance and submission or topping and bottoming, where you tilt the power in between the two of you, if you're playing with power, then it needs to be consensual and you need to figure out what floats each other's boat. You know, what floats your boat and where do you meet in the middle? And so, because there's lots of ways to be submissive and there's lots of ways to be dominant. And don't you worry, I'm going to cover that on another post. So I was asking him, what's his way? What does he like? You know, some dominants like to just um, be verbally dominant. Some like to, you know, tie you up and spank you. Some like to have you be in service to them in a certain way you know, and so, you know, you make them a sandwich or something, you know, lots of different ways to be submissive or dominant. So what he said was he was really into humiliation and he wanted to humiliate me. Now, at this point, I thought, mm, a lot of people who play with humiliation don't understand it. And you can play with humiliation and it can be arousing for, you know, the dominant and the submissive, as long as it's not reinforcing shame. Because here's the thing, you can only humiliate someone if they feel shame about a thing, right? So he said, and so at this point, I thought he's probably not going to be able to humiliate me because I don't have shame around much. So I thought I'd just have a little play with him. And so I said, oh, you want to humiliate me? You know, what would you do that would humiliate me? And he said, I want you to be a dog on the floor and I'm going to put water in a bowl and make you drink it off the floor. And I said, well, that would be kind of fun. You know, I could play a dog or a puppy. You know, I haven't done that before, but I think that would be fun. And it wouldn't humiliate me to drink water out of a bowl on the floor. I, you know, just, I don't care. I'm, I'm happy to give that a try. And he said, but it would be really humiliating. <laughs> and I said, well, not to me, it wouldn't. Like, I think that would be fun and it would be cute and you could pet me. And he just couldn't believe that I wouldn't be utterly humiliated to drink water off a bowl, out of a bowl on the floor. Whereas it just doesn't humiliate me. You know, I don't, I don't have any eco position around that. I don't have any care for somebody wants to see me do that. I can do that. I don't have any shame around that at all. But clearly he did. For him, it was just like the most mortifying thing that he could think of. In the end, I had to obviously tell him we weren't a good match and I wouldn't go near him because <laughs> he didn't understand 
what he was really asking and he didn't understand he didn't understand how to do what he was trying to do really so that's how shame works if you feel shame about something someone can use it against you you might use it against yourself it could shut you down you might hide parts of yourself that's what usually happens i know so many people so many men i've worked with who are really quite powerful strong sensual sexual men but they've never really expressed that or experienced that because they learned early on that being a sexual man was not okay. It wasn't okay to have a penis or an erection or desire or to even, you know, to want to make love or to fuck or whatever it is. They learned to shut that down. And then many of them got stuck and never, you know, never really did anything about it until they came to see me. That's how powerful shame is. It will make you shut yourself down. I hope it's not doing that for you and that if you recognize areas in your life where you have shame, that you are willing to explore them and do some shame busting. Actually, another story comes to mind. Let me share this with you. (laughs) So like 16, 17 years ago, when I was first starting to explore neo-tantra and conscious sexuality, I went to one of my first tantra workshops. It was It was the first weekend of a course of six weekends that happened over six months. And it was this really beautiful weekend. We did all this really deep work. We learned, you know, how we were loving or not loving our bodies. And we started to share ourselves with other people, not sexually at this point, but just intimately. And it was a really beautiful weekend. And at the end of it, the teacher said, now look, This has been a safe space, a safe container for you all to, you know, let down your protection and to really share yourself and show yourself to us. But it might not feel like that tomorrow morning when you wake up on Monday morning at home and you're not in the same safe space with these people who feel safe to you now. You might find that the shame monsters come to visit. And I was like, shame monsters, what are you talking about? She said, the shame monsters, basically, they're, they think they're on your side. They want to keep you safe, right? They're all about survival. So they don't want you to take any risks. They don't want you to put yourself out there. They desperately don't want you to be seen for who you really are because, you know, that's just too risky. And so the shame monsters come out anytime you've kind of put yourself out there a bit and tell you, "Mm, what were you thinking? That was no good. Never do that again. It's not safe. And basically they tell you it's not safe. Don't do it again. You're not good enough to be seen by anyone. Shut yourself down, which is debilitating to say the least. So she was telling us all about this, and I thought, well, that's not going to be me. Like, I'm fine. I've had such a good time this weekend. I don't regret anything I've done. It felt completely right at the time. I didn't share too much. I shared just the right amount. You know, we're just getting started. Like, baby, I am free and fine. That's what I thought. (laughs) I woke up Monday morning full of shame. I couldn't believe it. I woke up thinking like this sense of dread, like it was an embodied feeling. I could feel somatic feeling. I could feel it in my body, like like a heavy feeling, like, oh my God, what have I done? I told these people these things about me. I shared myself with them. I showed them, you know, glimpses of who I really am. Oh my God. And then I thought, oh my, 
wait, (laughs) these are the shame monsters that the teacher was talking about. They're trying to tell me that it wasn't safe. It's still not safe for me to do those things and that I should shut it all down. Now, fortunately, I had been warned and being warned saved the day. So what the teacher had recommended, and I recommend this for you too, is anytime those shame monsters or shame demons or shame voices come out and try to shame you, you welcome them in. Don't push them away because they're really powerful. They're really powerful. It takes a lot of effort to push them away. I say energetically or in a meditation or with just with your intention, invite them in and say, oh, you are the shame monsters Rebecca was talking about. She said you might appear. Come on in. Let's have a cup of tea. Just tell me what's on your mind. And you know, this is kind of what I did. And I imagined them coming in and telling me all the reasons I should feel shame and me listening with an open heart and thinking, yeah, yeah, I do kind of feel some of that, you know, like I do feel a little nervous that I told too much or showed too much or shared too much. But instead of believing you, shame monsters, I'm going to check it out with the group. I'm going to email a couple of them that I got close to and ask, you know, did I overshare? Did I go too far? How was it? And I'm pretty sure they're going to tell me it was okay because it felt okay at the time. And if it felt okay at the time, and I'm a pretty good um, follower of my own boundaries and intuition, then it probably was okay. But thank you, Shane Monsters, for telling me all that. I know you've got my best interest at heart, but I think I'm going to take the control from here. And so then I checked it out with these people that I'd got close to and they were like, no, you were fine. (laughs) You were absolutely fine. You didn't overshare or share too much or anything. Like it was really beautiful. And that is something I really recommend for you. If the shame monsters, shame voices come out and tell you that, then check in with yourself. Did it feel all right at the time? And if you can check out with someone who was there, did I say too much? Did I, you know, I don't know. Did I cross over a line? Do I have anything to be ashamed of? And most of the time it'll be a no. Oh, shame's a real fucker, isn't it? It's just a real fucker. (laughs) Let me leave you with some other ways to deal with it. So dealing with the shame demons, I've pretty much covered that. So some easy ways to deal with shame is to shake your body and set the intention before you do for your body to release and let go of anything that no longer serves you, especially shame. And you can add fear in there if you want to. And then start shaking, shaking your body all over like jelly on a plate and shake your joints, shake your hips, have your jaw loose, keep everything really loosey-goosey and shake, 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 shake for at least, at least 10 minutes if you can. I mean, even if you just do one minute, it's better than nothing. And um, you'll feel a bit better after. I mean, it's quite simple and it it might not be completely thorough. Uh, you might have to do it repeatedly. It's a really good practice, but it is one that is really good and really helps and really works. I believe there's a whole chapter on clearing shame in the sexual alchemy Uh, journal for men. You can get it on my website if you want it sent directly from me, or you can get it on Amazon if you want it like yesterday, Uh, either which way. Um, Yeah, there's a whole chapter on clearing shame. And anyone's healing journey, especially when you're trying to reclaim 
your sexual self, your sensual self, your embodied, sexy, mm -mm, your desires, shame's going to come up because it's just taught to us in in our society that we grew up in. Um, one last story I'm going to share with you. A couple of years ago, actually, it was it must be three years ago now because it was before this thing going on in the world now. I had a chap, he must have been in his late 60s, come to see me and tell me that he had had a particular sexual desire his whole life that he'd never told anyone about and that he was getting on with age and that he really just wanted to talk about it with someone. And I was thinking, gosh, you know, what is it? And he said the reason that he'd never shared it with anyone is because he felt so much shame about it. It turns out that this particular gentleman had a rubber fetish. He really loved the way that rubber felt on his skin. He liked the way it smelled. He liked the way it looked on him and the way it looked on his lovers. Um, but he'd never had a lover do it. He'd only seen like in like a magazine or something, but websites. But he was really into rubber, everything about it. It was very sensual to him, but he'd never told anyone. And secretly, he had a bit of a, a rubber collection of like rubber sheets and rubber clothes and stuff. And I told him I thought that was really sexy. Like, I'm not particularly into rubber, doesn't do anything for or against me, but that I think it was really sexy that there was something that really did it for him. And I was really sad that he had never shared it with anyone. And so he brought some rubber with him and dressed up for me. And he could see that I was absolutely in delight because I could see that he was in his element. I could see that, it, you know, it really did something for him. It turned him on. It brought out his inner, like, technicolor, juicy, sexy being. And I could see it and feel it. And that in itself was so liberating and sexy. And he told me just me witnessing him in his um, desire in his turn on in his rubber wear, he said that cleared up more shame than he'd ever had in in something like thirty years of psychotherapy, just being accepted for who he was in his desire. So, if you feel shame around who you are as a sexual being, around your penis, around your desires, around how you like to be sexual or what you like to give or receive, please, please, please. Do what you can to eliminate that shame, to free yourself from it, to shake it loose from your body. You know, it's um, learned, it's not yours naturally, and it's holding you back. If there's anything I can do to help you clear that shame from your body and energy system and move forward free and liberated as your most gorgeous sexual self, then please let me know. There's lots of ways I can help. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Sexual Alchemy Podcast with Rebecca Lowry. If this podcast has aroused your curiosity and you'd like to take things further, you can get a copy of my free video training, Reclaiming Your Intuitive, Confident, Sensual Self. The link is in the show notes below, wherever you are listening.